about watching that television show I taped yesterday? ghost of Macross past and I have come here this hallows e I am the ghost of Robotech past I we are very similar but I am just a bit more racist uh just a little bit right uh, and and you spell your name differently yes I have I have many children of which I spell their names slightly differently and we occasionally get get confused with with my original brother ooh this is Man, a great thing you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. Wow. And it's going to be ex- nearly exactly two weeks later, at minimum, for anyone listening to this. But right now, for me and Manny, it's Halloween. Happy Manny, Thanksgiving. God bless America. I'm saluting to the Thanksgiving icon, old Pumpkin Sam. Manny, do you, how do you feel about Halloween? Where does it rank on your ranking of holidays? Uh, it's kind of low because it's, it's a little bit too close to my birthday. Uh, I need some breathing room. Yeah. And, you know, I remember back in the day when I was a, a young, a young lad, uh, it would always made me, made me, uh, irked. It, it irked me. I was like, ah, oh, come on. I'd like, I like all these candies, but you know, it's cutting in onto my, my, the experience of my presence. That's, I, I can understand that. You just want everything on your birthday and like no celebrations around it for a good solid few months, uh, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, I have a I have a niece who shares my birthday, and I have another niece whose birthday is uh, today, Halloween. Oh, happy birthday, Halloween niece! Uh, happy birthday, nieces! Did you get them anything? Uh, no the the one whose birthday is today is in Mexico. Oh well, screw him then. Uh, but- I mean, I did give her an Xbox One that one time, so you know that's that's a couple of birthdays worth. Yeah, yeah, that holds them off for a few years. That's good. What what's your favorite holiday, you think? Uh mm, Is there like a a national Oh, wait, you know. You know what? National Pizza Day, all right? I forget okay. I forget exactly when that is. I think it was like 2 months ago. But that that's, that's one just, of those fake holidays that, that no one celebrates. I mean, uh, people celebrate pizza every single day. That's true. I, we made "quote unquote" our own pizza the other day by buying one of those like Trader Joe's pizza crusts and putting a bunch of cheese on it. You know what? Uh-huh. Pretty dang good. There you go. Happy pizza Had day. A good time. Yeah. Happy pizza day. I'm, I'm a big Halloween guy. Um, not not very spooky episodes really, but um, you know, spooky life. Uh, are you going to hit me with a, a Halloween theme to stand? No. No, oh, okay. I I did I kind of did it more to the thing we're going to cover today, kind of based on episode twelve of Macross and Robotech, the Big Escape. Uh, Macross we is just today. Big Escape. No, no, no. Oh. The... oh, interesting. All right, I'll make sure to notate that in my podcast title. 
And you, the listener, will already have seen what clever and funny thing I decide to make that work. Do, do you ever see the, the names of my podcast, the way that I'll, I'll kind of like do like different pluralities? I think it's like kind of like a low-key funny bit. Uh, I'll take a look at it, and I'll come back to next episode and tell you if it is, in fact, funny. Sounds good. I, I like Halloween, by the way. I always have a good time. I like candy. I like haunted houses. And I like not having to deal with my family. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Uh, a lot of other holidays kind of require you to be in a room with your family. Halloween, not one of them. So A plus on there. Well, wins across the board. Yeah. Instead, I'm here with my true family, anime and Manny and Manny, as we call them. Uh, uh, let's, I'm pretty let's, sure I've heard that many times before. Let's let's go on to uh, voice actors. Huh? Let's see. Let's see what, who, who we're covering today. What's oh, voice, voice actor? actor corner. Manny's voice actor corner here. Come here. Let me show you what I got. What are you buying? You know, uh, <laughs> today we're going to talk about uh, a new character that pops up uh, towards the end of the episode. Uh, both of these episodes, uh, Japanese characters, Milia, uh, Robotech character is uh, Miria, Miria. Yeah, that's correct. Right. I feel I feel like that this is, that's backwards. Like they should have kept the R in in the you know whatever. Uh, we're gonna look at uh, specifically uh, Miria's voice actor. Uh, the reason for that is because uh, Milia's voice actor. I uh, looked her up and she's pretty much only done Milia. She did Milia. she did Milia. Uh, uh, the voice actor's name is Eri Takeda. She did Milia for for. Uh, Macross uh, and a bunch of the uh, Super Robot Wars games, and like one episode of Sailor Moon Super S, she just voiced like a random teacher of the episode. You knock it yeah. out of the park once, you don't need to do it again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's 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 got it made, I guess, breaking in that media money. <laughs> uh, but the other one, uh, Miria, she's voiced by uh, uh, she's voiced by Eddie Mearman. Uh, credited in uh, in Robotech as Penny Sweet, uh, she's done like a couple of of other like mid eighties to mid nineties stuff as Penny Sweet, but mostly goes by Eddie uh, Eddie Meerman. That's not yeah. her real name. Penny Sweet is not a real name. I don't think that's her real name because okay. most of the stuff she's credited as, as uh, Eddie Meerman. Okay, uh, I was going to say, and I feel fine saying this because it is a, a name she made up. That is absolutely a poor name. She's made up a poor name as her pseudonym. Penny Sweet? Yeah, that is 100%. Oh, I'm, I'm not a poor name expert, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but I, I'll take your word for it. Uh, speaking of porn, she's uh, oh, famous, <laughs> famous for voicing Angewoman in, in Digimon. That is not pornographic. No, but if you, if you look it up, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you're going to find a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff you don't want to see. Uh, I was talking to my friend the other day about Digimon and how they have a capacity to always turn into humans at a certain point. And I said, uh, and they, they had the impression like, hey, every single one of them turns into human. I said, that's not true. Only like maybe 10% of them turn into humans at the end. That's not fair. And uh, Angel Woman is one of those that just turns into a person. I think it's funny. Yeah, she also voices the... Uh... The pre what, uh, Digivolution Gatoman, yeah, the the little cat thing. Uh, she's yeah. also done Fujiko, but only in like '90s dubs of uh, Lupin the Third. I, I didn't see her do any any dubs uh, in the 2000s and after. She's uh, have you seen uh, Boss Baby? I hear that's that's, I've that's not... popular with the kids. 
I had a very funny conversation in a restaurant about Boss Baby once. We talked about Boss Baby lore. I've not oh, seen wow. Boss Baby. Uh, did you know there's a character called Big Boss Baby? Oh, that's <laughs> I did not know there's a character called Big Boss Baby. That's voiced by Eddie Meerman. Oh, uh, when uh, we're doing the Boss Baby podcast in three years, you're going to re- regret having brought this up. <laughs> uh, she she was a character. It's not listed, but in something called Robotech 3000, which was like a a a pseudo trailer produced for uh, uh, a planned sequel to Robotech. That seems to be like like CG animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know about this. Uh, so she was involved in that. She is. Uh, this is going to be your favorite bit here from your favorite uh, sci-fi series. She voices the Babylon Five computer. Oh, huh! I know that voice. Little Babcom. That's yeah, what they call it. That, yeah, she's she's no Gene Ronberry's wife, uh, Major Barrett, but she does a pretty good job. Uh, I've never heard it because uh, Babylon Five sucks. And I'll you never would watch like it. it. It is so similar to your favorite show, Deep Space Nine. I've made my choice. I made my choice in like 1994. This is like if your 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 dad died and like you got a new cool stepdad, but you were like, I don't I don't want to learn to like my new stepdad because he's not my original dad. He's not my original dad. Okay, I love my dad. Remember that time we went fishing together? All right, and that's and, nice. You know. And he assassinated an, a senator to get the Romulans into the war. Come on. <laughs> um, and this is this is a personal one for me. She voices a character uh, credited as Spider Woman. I don't think it's actually called Spider Woman in a, an anime movie called Wicked City that released here in 1993. Oh, is it uh, good? It released in Japan in 1987, so a couple of years later. Uh, uh, it's it's good. It's one of those like late '80s anime movies that has just like absolutely fantastic animation. You know what I'm talking about? Just like mm-hmm. every every frame is just drawn like just they drew, drew the absolute shit out of that frame. Uh, she is uh, a monster lady that is uh, pretending to be a prostitute, uh, and then as she is uh, doing the deed with her customer. Uh, she turns into a spider and tries to eat the customer. Awesome, and uh, and then she gets immediately killed by the by the protagonist. That's pretty uh, hot. That uh, was the first thing I ever watched that I knew to be anime. Like I'm sure I've seen some anime before that, but like dubbed into like English or Spanish, and I, was, I thought, oh, just just a cartoon. But this was like the first thing that I was like, oh, this is something else. This is different. And I, I watched that in 1993 as a as a way too young kid to be watching that. <laughs> That's I think way cooler than my anime origin story. It was probably just that I saw Dragon Ball Z at some point. Uh, at that point, I'm pretty sure I'd already seen Dragon Ball Z like dubbed in Spanish. Oh. But that was just like cartoons to me. Like I didn't know there was no differentiation. There was just it was it was a cartoon. But this, you know, oh this is like this is some real shit. I'm in the like I, I gotta hide if I'm watching this. Yeah, Goku's not eviscerating anyone with little spider claws. Uh, did I ever tell you that in the Spanish dub, uh, at least the Latin American dub for Dragon Ball Z, they changed Chi Chi's name because Chi Chi is just Spanish for boob. <laughs> wow! So they cha- they changed it to the English word milk. So they're like they're running around in, like in Spanish, and they just call her milk in English. 
you know, huh, which, is I, what, what, which is what comes out of boobs. So I guess I mean, somebody would have fun there. Most Dragon Ball characters are just food names anyway, right? So that makes sense. I think I think milk's a fine name for for Chi Chi. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was trying to think of if I was trying to think of there was anyone already named Milk in Dragon Ball, and I couldn't think of any. But I bet there's someone. There's that's a Dragon Ball ish name, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Who's your favorite Dragon Ball guy? Which is while we're on, quick quick aside, who's your favorite Dragon Baller? Uh, like Dragon Ball, like Sans Z. No, 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 no the whole franchise. Oh man, like I don't really know if like Jiren, Jiren, are you? Like when he Tien? gets like super serious, like, like I... Tien is like cool, man. He's cool. Tien, like, uh, you know, he's he he beat Goku, right? He beat Goku. Yeah, it was very close, but but he beat Goku. Yeah, it was like half of like a millisecond off from from Goku taking the the W. But yeah, he, he it's fair and square. He'll take his one W. Like, wasn't wasn't he and like Chaozu like the one that introduced like flying? Right? That sounds right. Yeah, the, the 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 sky dancing technique or whatever they called it back in the day. Yeah, I wish I wish I actually liked original Dragon Ball Mar. I don't I don't know what it is uh, when I watched it uh like a few years back compared for Kai. I just I think I think the humor falls a lot short. It's like a lot more um like there's a lot more like sex jokes that really don't land uh, that like very tired thing that Dragon Ball Z does not really do in any capacity. They don't really have sex jokes in, in Z. Which, no, they uh, just I, they just have Mr. Roshi, Master Roshi doing like Sexual harassment. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roshi is still a problem, but uh, like, it's not uh, like he, he is so much less relevant in in Z and Kai and stuff that it doesn't really matter uh, as much. But like, a lot of the humor is more about like character relationships. And, and Dragon Ball like just doesn't have guys for a lot of it, you know. Like, like you end the series with Gamsha and Tien. Actually, I think Gamsha is my favorite. I think Gamsha is cool. I like the Gamsha. Cool guy. Are you just are you just picking on Yamcha because he's he's you know so beaten and battered by life? He's cool. I think yeah, he has a cool design. I like his uh, Wolfgang ability. Wolfgang fist. That yeah. was that was that like that worked like the first two times, I guess. I mean, he lost the first fight against Goku, but it's it, you know it, it looks cool. Yes, and that wolf that pops up. I think he was like the, he was uh, the first one to like be able to control like a, a little energy ball into different directions that was like super cool he still lost i think yeah he, he got owned uh he had a cool fight against tn i think uh anyway dry dry ball corner probably going on a little bit too long but yeah cool <laughs> i like that we chose tn yamsha two cool guys <laughs> i got really mad in i know i literally just said that we could end the corner but one one last thing uh one of the movies i think the one like bojack unbound with like the pirate guys it got really pissed in that movie you know not wow. not really pissed but uh, like one of the Dragon Ball Z movies where the beginning of it is like a tournament where all like the Z fighters are fighting. Yeah. And uh, one of them is Tien versus Trunks. And like Tien's like really holding his own. It's like a very even fight. And then Trunks goes Super Saiyan and like beats shit out of him. And I thought that's like really unsporting. I mean, right? is, is he like supposed to not go Super Saiyan? Was there an, an agreement? No, I, I think if you're like having a tournament among friends and you already have this gonna sound like alex jones you know this like saiyan genetic advantage of of going super saiyan that tn can't do i think it's a little bit unfair i think if you're all having like a friendly far you know i'm not saying like pull punches but i'm saying like going super saiyan it may be something you'd like want to restrict for you know like a life or death situation not like a friendly fight uh i i guess i agree with you uh maybe if we had seen a scene of 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 tn saying hey hey 
Don't, don't do that Super Saiyan bullshit. It's implied. If <laughs> it's implied, it's like it's like if you're like if you're arm wrestling someone, you shouldn't use steroids. Uh, you probably shouldn't use steroids most of the time, anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're, us here at Do You Remember Robotech, which is uh, the name of our podcast. I think we do not say it until now. <laughs> our podcast, Do You Remember Robotech, <laughs> says do not do steroids. Do not remember them. Uh, don't worry, you'll say it in my summary. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, um, let's get on to our next segment, a standing ovation. And quickly, there is a uh, kind of hard to talk around it, a uh, sexual assault content warning for this JoJo stand, uh, which is already kind of a who boy one. But you know what? Um, it's kind of the territory when you're with JoJo. Uh, that being said, as always, little time slots in the description if you want to skip past it. Uh, I'm not going to you know, be, be super weird uh, or like harp on or anything, but it's here. I want you to know about it. Uh, so Manny, if you could go on ahead to the standing ovation um, right. document uh, here. Take I have a look. permission to scroll down now? Yeah, you got permission to scroll down. Take a look. Thank, you know, just, just you. the pictures as always. All right. I'm looking at this picture. Yeah, two um, pictures. Okay. So it's, uh, I mean, it's just a guy that's a laptop. Right. It, it looks like maybe like an old uh, Apple oh, laptop. Describe describe both the pictures individually first. Okay, right. so picture on the left, it's a laptop uh, with, uh, you know, it's got the keyboard. It looks like it has some weird trackball mouse on the right side. Yeah, it's got a fucking trackball, which is great. <laughs> Very fitting for Macross. Uh, and then, like, jutting out from the front of, of it is just a face, like a big old blue ugly face with yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking over here on the right side, I'm looking at this Hellraiser looking guy. He's all blue, the same blue as the, as the face on the laptop. Kind of like a like a, a metallic sheen to it. Uh, he's got a robot look to him. He's got spikes all over his head. Uh, on, on the Mohawk area of the head, the spikes are extra long. And uh, I don't really know what's up with this dude. Okay. Uh, so I'll I'll tell you just some some things about him before you make your guess. Uh, you know, first of all, you have that content warning to guide you uh, about about kind of one of his functions. Uh, technically, there there's two things here. So I want you to know th- these are uh, he doesn't transform into the second thing. Uh, they're they're both out at the same time. So oh. the guy has his his laptop stand out that's out, and then uh, you know something happens to make. Uh, the second thing there that's kind of got his own thing going on, but it does not directly transform into it like back and forth. Uh, what do you think this guy on the right here does? Um, like as his ability? Uh, I mean, it's hard to get anything out from this thing. Like it's, it's just not a lot going on. He's got yeah. like he's got like uh, cable tubing guts, I guess. Because does he extend? Because does he do some Dawson stuff? <laughs> no, he do, he doesn't. Yeah, I'll give you. Uh, th- this is not what Araki was intending, but uh, I'll. I think this is kind of a funny way to go down this. So he is. He is kind of like a kid, right? What's okay. what's something kids love, Manny? Uh, video games. All right, yeah, keep going. What what oh. video game do kids love? Super Mario Brothers Wonder. That's no. That I, I said kids, not. 40 year old men who used to be oh, kids. Oh, damn. Ow, uh, uh, what, what, what do kids today love? Uh, Fortnite. Uh, or keep, keep going. Keep, keep, say, say more of them. Uh, Roblox, Another Minecraft. One? There we go. Okay. Minecraft. 
That's probably kids from like 10 years ago, but okay. Yeah, so he has, he has an ability. And once again, uh, Minecraft was not around when this is made, but uh, in, in the little fishing pool of getting Manny to the answer here. So this guy has an ability very similar to, to Minecraft. Guess kind of kind of guess from there. What what do you think his Minecraft ability is? So he just has like my, crafting powers, mining powers. <laughs> no, I, I read an isekai where a guy has Minecraft powers. I'm, I'm, I'm an expert on this. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, well here. Uh, it, it's it's it is not mining or, or crafting powers. Uh, it is it is in fact block powers. Um. So, so well, let me let me move scroll down. Uh, so Babyface is a is the name of this. Uh, it is sand with two components. Uh, so the first part is is that um, the the user will uh, use kind of impregnate a, a victim specifically through their neck, and so a little baby stand will come out of the victim's neck, uh, like a little bit afterwards. Um, there, there's like a lot, a lot of like genetic stuff going on there. Where like the type of of uh, person that's involved will form the, the sort of stand baby that comes out, and, and so he like asks a bunch of like pseudoscience questions. They're like, oh, what's what's your favorite position in the Kama Sutra? What's your birth sign that is supposed to be indicative of what the the stand that's being born is? Then the then the stand comes out, and it's like a little baby, and that's the guy on the right. Um, and he has to like actually train it like a baby, and so he he like you know, like there's little exercises and stuff with it. And then he goes out and he like, uh, has it go track and like kill a guy. And the way it kills a guy is by turning, uh, basically just turning a dude into Minecraft blocks and like removing them uh, from them. So you can actually see in the GIF below, if you click on that, uh, a GIF of one of the characters being turned into Minecraft blocks and just like getting a bunch of his little, little squares removed from his body. Ah, uh, these are much smaller than Minecraft blocks, but I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Like well, one by one inch. Yeah, very, very, very tiny Minecraft blocks. Um, uh, and so, it's, so no. I feel like this, depending on how long it takes to uh, air quotes raise this baby. Yes, this might be like a very long term attack. <laughs> it. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, but it's not like it, it takes like because uh, because you have to like find like the perfect um, victim for it first by asking the, those questions getting the right genetic so, material so mm-hmm. you you say uh victim but you, then you also said that they're asking them questions so what, what is yes it? like does the victim not know that they've been uh, uh impregnated uh so so he he asks the questions first he says like uh, like he gets them down he's like hey there's some questions for you he like writes in the computer to determine compatibility and then if he determines they're compatible then he'll he'll do the the impregnation thing Oh man, I feel like you could really get people like with like those like astrology quizzes yeah. that you get sent online. <laughs> man, it's dangerous. Um, very, very. But yeah, I think it takes like like an hour to raise a baby or so, maybe a little bit less. Uh, it, it's it's like you know still a huge pain in the butt because uh, you have to do it each time. Uh, but the the trade off is that you know most stands the way they'll work is that when they take damage, you'll take damage too. Uh, here, this guy can die and you'll be totally fine. Yeah, because it's like baby. the stand baby, not not uh, not the actual stand, right? Exactly. Uh, so, what do you think about Babyface, Manny? Uh, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, do you... I don't like don't like the name. I don't like you know. Uh, it's too wrestling term, right? Get that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work uh, on me, brother. 
Uh, do, do you like his little Minecraft ability? He can like take a guy's like throat out through like a little cue. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like I feel like in the, in the gift you sh- you showed me, like uh, all sorts of blocks are being taken out, but you really only need to take out like one specific block. Yeah, like, you know, it could be any number of blocks. You know, just to ch- take out a chunk in the heart somewhere, you're good. You know, take out like right in the mm-hmm. right in the throat. Exactly. Somewhere in like in the middle of the brain, you're good. Apparently, uh, I forget he did this, but apparently, he just makes a lady into a table. Uh, as like a part of it, like he he assembles her blocks into a table, and she's fine after after he gets defeated. She just reassembles. Sometimes you just need a table. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Problematic guy. Uh. I, I guess the quote unquote interesting part is that like the stand is like kind of more alive and uh than usual because they, they can make like their decisions. Uh, they don't have to follow orders exactly. It kind of like depends on how well they're trained. Is the other part. That's uh, so like their their mother is too strong. He also eats his mom, by the way, is the other thing. Is that he he turns into blocks and eats her. Uh and that's yum, cool. yum. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's 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 babyface. Uh problematic Stan. Uh probably don't stand babyface. Uh what are the what are the creepiest guy? Uh, I I didn't show you his his user. His user also looks like total creep. Extreme creep vibes, as you might expect from babyface. Gross. Gross, yeah. gross, gross. Yeah, uh, but you, you kind of see why I chose it, though, right? Like the, the gene stuff uh, yes. going on, like yes, my clones. Yes. Yeah, my clones a lot less creepy than than what's going on here. Uh, as far as I know, there's no impregnation involved. Uh, no, no. Although uh, I guess that was more last episode we talked about. Yeah. Mackin. Uh, that's how you make a baby. You kiss. Smooch, smooch. Yeah. Do you think do you think that'd be bad for society if you can get pregnant by kissing? Uh, there would be there would just be a lot less kissing. That's, that's all. Yeah, we we adjust a lot lot more handholding. That's, that's true. Handholding would I think be even looter by comparison though, right? Because if you're moving a block, like if there's sex, is not part of the equation anymore. <laughs> you have to like blur it out. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, all right. Let's let's get on to our first summary for today. Uh, I'll be reading Manny's Macross summary to learn about episode 12, Big Escape. Macross episode 12, Big Escape. Hikaru has no Riz, but he does have a plan to escape. It involves kissing Misa again, but she changes her mind because, hey, they really should get this intel back home. Oh, uh, uh, I guess I cut out a little bit part there. It's like, uh, it says, Misa says no, but then she changes her mind like almost immediately. Yes. That's that is true. They set their foolproof plan in motion and kiss as the guard comes in to check on the tiny prisoners. But that's no guard. It's best boy Maximilian. And that was just a pointless kiss. The chase is on as Max's mech runs and goes full Gerwalk mode to avoid their pursuers. Anyway, the Blue Wind gang has volunteered to go undercover in the Macross. And we here at the pod are really looking forward to what kind of shenanigans they get up to. Beltoza and Britai are discussing this undercover mission when they get a call the prisoners have escaped as they hear jet engines in the distance and all of a sudden Max Kudade man through the wall is that that's a, that's a guy you know, know what I meant you know what I meant <laughs> I'm reading what you wrote I'll change I'm, it right now it's really fucking cool it's, what's what's Kudade man's catchphrase Oh yes. <laughs> Instead of oh yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. But the last escape round they took too many hits and their mech won't move anymore. And that means it's time for tiny people in big environments. 
I love finding people in big environments. Love that. It's great. I like like the like the Toy Story games specifically, or, or the, tiny people in normal sized environments. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time. I should have the list. Uh, Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure. They have like some Toy Story levels. You just like Toy Story around like Andy's room in the arcade, mm-hmm. but just like you know, giant versions of those. Sick. So cool. Nice. The gang splits up, and Misa and Hikaru stumble upon some big old clone vats that Misa takes one look at and figures out the Zentradi origin story. Now it's time for Hikaru to have his first badass moment in what feels like 12 episodes, and he no-scopes a headshot on a Zentradi soldier that snatched up Misa. Second rugged moment in this episode. Then they fall off a random bridge and have a touching homie-to-homie moment. Misa sees the sorry state the Britai ship is in, and bam! She has these Zentradi guys all figured out now. Formula is, one... The bigger they come, the more culture they lose. I like that. That's fun. Anyway, they have a nice chat and get to know each other better. Hikaru even manages not to say anything problematic. Now the episode gets a little hard to follow, but let's talk through it. One, they get to an opening where they can see the fleet. Two, they meet up with Max and Kakazaki. Three, see a sweet purple ship about to leave. Four, decide the ship must be going back to the Macross. Five, sneak aboard all quick like six, mission accomplished. You didn't really think about it. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, right? Yeah, they just kind of had to get back, and they did. Problem solved. Uh, that sweet purple ship is piloted by the first Centrati woman we see, Commander Lop Lamise. And Amelia. Captain, not piloted. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, pilot and captain, you're doing the same commanding, I guess. It's a totally ways. different thing. Janeway is not Paris, okay? <laughs> Who is anime as fuck. Amelia is one who's going to insert the Blue Wind team into the Macross, and man, her mech is hella sick. It destroys like 10 Valkyries in one attack. She just jams the blue wind capsule onto the damn ship. No chill to be had here. Oh, and Misa and Co. didn't make it back too on a stolen battle pod while they listened to Min May's new single. But damn, Melia is cool as fuck. Um, it is cool as fuck. I agree with you uh, saying what I wrote. If you're out there and you think Melia is cool as fuck too, don't Google her. You'll get a big spoiler, just like Manny did. Mm-hmm. You know, Manny is spoiled forever. Rotten little child. Man, I uh, just want—I just want to close my eyes, go back in time, like <laughs> five hours, and it'll be all okay. Uh, yeah, this show's only twenty episodes, a lot longer. We don't—you—you you, you would have found it without. Uh, it, it'll have come to you eventually. You know, media is all about what's the journey. It's not yeah, about yeah. what's you know about it. You know, it's not about the destination. It's it's the journey. It's the friends we made along the way. Yeah. You can't just read a Wikipedia summary and, and, and have the full breadth of uh, the media. Uh, uh, you need to read our summaries here at your yes. Robotech. Yes. Well, don't read our, that. We'll sue you. Don't read our summary. Listen to us read our summary. It's important. Yeah. Don't don't put this podcast episode to like one of those transcription apps. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. I, I like, I really like the bigger they come, the more culture they lose. It's it's science. You yeah. dig, you're uncultured. That's that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Jolly Green Giant, which I think I think someone in our comic book calls one of the <laughs> the Centrati. Is that right? Uh, I must have missed that, but yeah, like I, the Jolly Green Giant. He like he's not even he's barely even wearing clothes. Come on, yes, there's no culture there. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot we mentioned at the end of the last episode. This episode we are also covering a comic book. We'll we'll get around to it later. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, uh, honestly, maybe you should go go on. Well, I guess probably you could pause the podcast later. You know, you're 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 in the midst of it right now. You're excited. You're ready to hear my summary, but um, yeah, I think you should. It's probably worth reading. Anyway, 
let's uh, go, go and read my summary now. See what's okay. up. What's up in my world? Let's see here. Uh, let me see. Uh, Shane's Robotech summaries, episode one, booby trap. That's not right. You got to scroll all the way down. All the way down here. All right, here we go. Episode 12, Big Escape. <clears throat> Rick has a plan to escape. All they have to do is uh, have his commanding officer make out with him to fuck with his entrates. Uh Not just his entrates. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Come on. Lisa refuses, seeing as an obvious trick for Rick to get a smooch that it, that it clearly is. Because, you know, he really, he really wants that smooch. Uh, she they very much... Oh, sorry, they, they they very much go this way in the Robotech version of it, which I think is very funny. They they argue explicitly. She's like, "Listen, I know you're only trying to kiss me because you wanna you wanna get a little fat your fat lips on my face," which uh, they don't say explicitly in in Macross. Ben, I'm serious. I won't kiss him. He made up that absolutely ridiculous scheme just because he wants to kiss me. I know I may be naive, but I'm not stupid. Just a minute. You think you're so attractive I'm scheming up a way to kiss you? I wouldn't think of kissing you unless it were life or death. Well. Hey, that's all right. If she doesn't want to kiss you, it's okay. It's no problem. I'm more than willing to volunteer my lips for the job. Mm. Uh, she relents out of desperation to escape or to smooch. Mm. I think it's to escape. I thought that. <laughs> but the act of kissing proves for not, as Max finds them macking instead. Max macking. Max macking. Nearby, the Zentradi's plan to learn more about this protoculture thing by using good old-fashioned spies. Blue Wind, still reeling from the after effects of horny, volunteer. Man, these guys are so <laughs> damn horny. Like, like even, even in the toned-down dialogue in Robotech, like, these guys are horny. They're like, man, we need to see more of those. You know what they're you saw what they were wearing? Let's, let's go check that out, man. So uh, they're so horny. <laughs> Max smuggles the prisoners out in his, in his breast pocket, but it's quickly caught. During the escape, Max's plane is damaged beyond repair. Blowing up some dude. Lamau. Lamau. Is that how you say that? He gets so fucking blown up. Uh, that dude, he, that he, dude is erased. It's <laughs> a very funny cry in Robotech. <laughs> and the lovebirds get separated from Max and Dixon. Uh, Max and Ben, come on, Max and Ben. You just want to put the two X's there, don't you? I do. Max and Dix, come on. Uh, Rick and Lisa stumble upon. Oh, yeah, I said stumble upon too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick and Lisa stumble upon Blue Wind becoming Blue Wind, Blue Wind, <laughs> becoming a sort of miniature clone, a sort of my Cronian. If you were, if, if you were, just, you know, yeah, uh, I, I, the, I can. The, I'm, I'm following what you're saying. I think I get. What you're writing down here. Well, the, the way I was supposed to, you know, uh, have that phrase is that you think I'm supposed to say, like, my clone, then you stop and say Cronian out of nowhere because it doesn't really fit with it. You know, because my clone makes sense. It's, it's a you know miniature clone. My Cronian is just wild. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's micro clone. My Cronian. Mm. Just doesn't work as well. But go ahead. Uh, Brita would laugh at this if his next scene was not him getting demoted over, over fucking up here. With spy operations uh, being taken over by the frontline commander, Azonia. Azonia. Is it Azonia or Azonia? Uh, it's very hard to understand them. I right. literally tried to hear her name five times before looking it up. So here you go. as good as mine. Let's command. Uh-huh. Got a feel for the guy. All his men just suck. Yeah, especially like that guy that got headshotted by Hikaru. <laughs> like, uh, he just like. <laughs> That didn't happen in Robotech. He he, that was all off camera. Okay, all right. Yeah, 
He just got uh, shot somewhere. Oh man. Uh, just while we're here, that sound effect of Hikaru shooting that gun was like 10 times louder than anything else in the episode. I don't know if you, so, if you caught that. It would be very loud to shoot a gun that, that much bigger than you. Yeah, he was humping that gun too. <laughs> uh, still reeling from the cloning, Lisa starts going all ancient aliens on Rick. She is then once again Barbie doll grabbed by his entrati and Rick shoots him off screen. You don't see what happened. Don't worry. He's, he's fine. He's fine, folks. He's <laughs> fine. With his entrati sized gun. Uh, Lisa breaks her camera, which throws her into hysterical despair because uh, she's a woman in like 1980s cartoons. So that's mm-hmm. what they do, right? Yep. That's, you know, that's the way they're supposed to act, even though she totally wouldn't do that from what we know of Lisa. She's a little bit hysterical. A little bit, episode. but she's, she's like breaks out into like, like, oh, this is like drama club crying going on there. <laughs> but they run away again, regardless, falling into a uh, reservoir. Yeah, they they, uh, they don't say it's an engine cooling room in this in Robotech, which I thought yeah. was weird. Yeah, I just said river, but it, it, they they specifically call it out as a cooling uh, engine cooling uh, reservoir. I guess you use the word. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, then they talk about how this and uh were being weird, gened up war guys uh, means the they've lost valuable aspects of culture, like repairing the rooms they're in because. Uh, this reservoir is just, you know, uh, you know, I don't like using the word, but it's a shithole. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. It's all turned up. Uh, Lisa also p- p- posits. Sorry, there was a page break there. So I was like, mm, what's going on here? Lisa also posits that they may be interested in the SDF-1 due to a Robotech device related to protoculture on their ship. Hmm. I don't know what this is about, but Shane wrote it. So maybe he knows because he's seen this. I mean, I, I wrote that just because it was it, like, oh, this is another. Uh, like specific difference, like hey, they mention Robotech and protoculture in a way that they don't. So I'm trying really keeping those specs on the surface here for us. Okay, okay. Did you? Uh, I'll ask you after I'm done here. Lisa relates to the Zentradi having a military family encased in military culture for her whole life, much like the aliens. They also flirt. Uh, the the uh, English dub for Matt Cross yeah. was pretty funny because uh, Misa says that she. Uh, she gave mouth to mouth to help him out from, from drowning. It's very, it's very cute because it's, it, she's very teasing when she says it. That's, that's really the only thing going on in that dove. Other than that, okay. it's not so hot. Uh, hold the phone. What's that? Those are some trotty women. Oh, my. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, insert here a cartoon. Auga. <laughs> yeah. And they're conventionally attractive. They're not showing uh, skin at all, right? Not at all. Nothing. No, I don't. I don't think. I mean, they're showing their face. Their face, but like, yeah. There's like no cleavage. There's no legs. Nothing. Yeah, I. I mean, more like uh, the Zentradi guys are very much not conventionally attractive in the way the women are. Um, uh, you know, what like, about uh, what Chiron? I mean, Chiron's still like kind of a weird purple looking cyborg guy. Oh yeah, like, you know, aside, aside from the the colors they chose, he's like anime pretty boy. Yes, he's right. he's got elements. He's like he's like uh, anime pretty boy for one of those. But generally, most of the Zatrati go from like weird potato like qualities <laughs> to uh, like gross soldier dudes. You know, like weird cyborg things, whatever little goblin yeah, that Exodor like, is. Exodor looks like a looks like a uh, a Smeagol. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And all these Zentradi women look like supermodels. Yep. 
Yep, 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 yep. Well, I mean, the 2.1 that we see, right? I guess. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're both, you know, in similar situations. I, I think I think it's representative for, for, for all of them. Commander Azonia, mentioned prior, orders ace pilot Miria Perina to escort the tiny blue wind to the Macross, which she does easily, along with killing like 100 dudes. That's 10 times as much as what I wrote. <laughs> like, I, I just wrote 10. After Washington some searching, all the humans better. meet back up. They jack uh, is in Trotty Battle Pod and escape back to the Macross in the midst of battle. Uh, you don't mention space, like holographic Minmay singing in, the, in their battle. <laughs> That's just the midst of battle. <laughs> okay. That's, That's a normal midst. Just in every battle from now on, Minmay's going to be hanging out there. Uh, two words left in your summary. The end. Yep, good Metal Gear Solid 3 boss battle. The end. Uh, you know, there's this better ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think of these episodes, Manster? Uh, I think they were kind of fun. They, the, this, this is the first episode in a while that I felt there's, there was a lot of differences, even, even if there are minor differences between the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they just straight up say Protoculture Factory, like in the opening narration of the Robotech episode. Like, like, and they said it like, oh, like we talked in the previous episode about a protoculture factory. And I, I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about just humans, microns being uh, reproductive. I don't know. Hmm, but I don't weird. know what that is. It's a gross way to refer to, to someone as a protoculture factory. Hey, you know, don't, 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 you know, this, this is our word. You can't use it. Centrati. Yeah. Um, so, so we do get a lot more about protoculture this episode, I guess, is, is some of the more uh, big, uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, do. Uh, but but it is all like speculation by Misa Lisa, right? Yeah, I For think now. I think she's implied to be generally correct is, yes. is my reading of it. I, I feel okay. like she's nailing it, but we don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't know for for sure, but. Uh, she does say some interesting things. Uh, they are, are slightly different in, in in both both versions or so. Uh, in Robotech, it's um, uh, I mean, I, I, it's mostly hmm, uh, I guess like mostly phrasing. God, I feel like I, I should have come back and and, and double check the exact specific. Oh, do you get a read on on the differences there for when Mises is talking about uh, Prototech and stuff? What did I say, R- Robotech? Uh, Robotech, yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... Because mm, she does... She speaks... She talks about it in like two or three different parts, right? Yeah. Like when, they, uh, when they've fallen down into the reservoir, when they're seeing the, the clone vats. So she's trying to piece it together as she goes along. And... I don't know. I feel like she... she like They're both pretty similar enough. I didn't notice too much of a difference. Maybe... Maybe Robotech Misa says uh, more stuff about humans and Zentradi being genetically related, which is weird. Oh yeah, that's that's it. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, she, she's she's a lot more. That, that's I think what I meant when I was talking about like ancient alien stuff is that uh, in Robotech she explicitly says like, "Hey, these are a, a common ancestor of ours that made genetic differences to change." Where she's uh, kind of a lot less specific in Macross. Where she says, like, hey, yeah, these these Entrani guys, like they, they may have like a capability to 
um, to do these things and like may have resulted in some some changes. But here's like a whole like, hey, here's a theory of uh, of weird eugenics that I have now thought up of. Um, and, and, we'll and go we're on. being chased. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and we're being chased. Um, yeah. Uh, what what was uh, what was the other good parts of the episode for you? What did you enjoy? Uh, I really enjoyed that in in Robotech they changed uh uh from original kakizaki suggesting to kiss misa to uh dixon suggesting kiss um uh rick hunter <laughs> very good very good he, he i like his kissing noises he makes too uh pucker up i think he says pucker up yeah uh, so, so i remember earlier we were talking about my clones versus my cronians in an earlier episode um that that I, I was a little upset that Micronians does not really mean the same thing, and, and here we are. Uh, I, guess, I guess you said that it still kind of works. So micro, but I feel like like Odian like is a sort of like people, right? It's not yes. like uh, a clone. So so now you get the reason why I, I think it's it's a word that's a little bit worse for the situation. Uh, that doesn't actually matter though; it's just a bad choice. But what, what do you think of this whole Michael situation? Were you were you surprised when you saw them shrink down? Uh, no, because they've already, they'd already talked about it in the previous episode. I don't know if they say stated it explicitly, but I, I pieced it together from the previous episode. Okay. It didn't surprise you. You had already, already knew that they got shrunk down last episode. Uh, I, I knew that the Zentradi had the ability to shrink down. Okay. Not, not the specific blue wind team going off uh, mini me. Uh, so it, interesting, uh, that one Mars episode, one of the plot threads that was unresolved was, uh, how exactly the Zentradi got into that base to activate the, uh, you know, the the alarm or whatever that was calling the Macross down. Yeah. And they never give it in the show. Uh, I did ask in a Discord, and, uh, you know, I had this guess myself. But essentially the thought is that uh, they had just Mike down and gone into the base in human form to activate it. So that's that's how they got in. And so that's, that's the answer to a little, little riddle. Wow, the more you know, I, I was yeah. I did wonder about that. Yeah, uh, so that, that makes sense. Once again, they never like say it full out right, but you know, it seems like it would make the most sense just to have a guy go shrink down and go in there and activate it. Uh, uh, yeah. Did do you have you any thoughts on like the big world? You know, I, I guess like like the meat of what Misa Lisa is saying in regards to the protoculture stuff. I know a lot of it's speculation, but but have any have any big many thoughts? Uh, big Manny thoughts is uh, I feel like she's super right. I feel like she's on the money uh, that uh, that that these Entrati lost a lot of their culture uh, as they got bigger. Yeah, uh, and uh, we're gonna find out more about that in the in the coming episodes. It feels very like old timey, like Asimov's hard sci fi story to me. Oh, oh yeah, the, the this idea of like oh these. Uh, like almost like like a, a fable where they, these guys were were so good at science they kept making themselves soldiery, but then they lost all their ability of how to even like you know continue to take care of themselves because they're too good at this one particular thing that they kept like over engineering themselves to do. Like that's like classic sci-fi hubris. Like in every single every single one of them as a society became this thing. Yeah, uh, except for that one guy with a dustpan. This episode, uh, that, <laughs> he, that he was the old ways. And that was a dustpan and not a broom, just a piece of metal that he was using. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> it's rough out there. It's rough out there for, for cleaners on the Zentradi oh, warship. 
that that was that was a cool scene. That was like that was like I saw that and I was like, oh, that's rugged, just bursting through the the wall like that. Yeah, and and holograms afterward. That's cool. Yes. Mm. Do you like how they they added the uh, uh, Robotech theme in the American version? Oh, did they? I, yeah, I yeah. They they had like the signature. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I totally theme. remember. I totally remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like uh, this is bursting through. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, <laughs> this is a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> it kind of took me out of the moment a little bit. Uh, and then, like right after that, as as the girl walk mode is flying away, they play this super terrible music. I don't know if you caught that. Like like super super bad. I, I was too hung up on uh, on the theme I'll try song. Trying to find a, a link mm-hmm. to, to, so you can drop it here, and it's going to yeah. be super terrible. And I'm sorry to the listeners out there drop listening it. to this. Um, I, I think for, for no reason too, the Robotech explanation of protoculture stuff had a lot more techno babble in it, which I guess is what you're going to get when when you talk about genes and shit. Uh, but but Mesa's just like really laying it down with very specific weird gene explanations too. Uh, maybe I'll drop those in as well. And and Rick um, is like super easily convinced. He at first he's like, no, 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 you're totally wrong. She says like two things, like, no, oh, wow, yeah, you're totally right. I almost wrote down that it seemed like Rick was just agreeing to get in her pants. Now that now that he, he he was like, wow, she's kind of hot. Maybe and, I can get another kiss. And you know, you're like, you know, um, we, we've all been there. We've we've seen a significant other. They're pretty hot. They start saying some whack shit, and you're like, hmm, yeah, I I. You know, I don't disagree with that, really. That's a good point. Do you want to make out? Not me. I've uh I, I have I have my standards I've upholded, but I'm sure someone out there. Man, have you ever have you ever uh been on like a weird date and someone starts saying some some whack stuff to you you just kinda of agree with? Uh if if somebody says whack stuff, I'm not gonna say I agree, even if I do want to uh uh hold hands with them. <laughs> Too lewd. Um, Max is very funny in this episode, by the way. His stuff about keeping uh, Ben Dixon out of the the breast pocket. He's like, no, these are for the leopards. Yes, yes, yes. Three's company. Or, yeah, it, it's a little more subtle in Macross, where he says, "Ah, oh, three's a crowd. You you don't want to go in that breast pocket. That's where the that's where the Macros are." Uh, two, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ben also had a a funny little thing here, uh, where. He uh he like licks his finger to to like gauge the direction of the wind, but he's oh, yeah. totally wearing like his suit gloves, so he's not gonna feel anything. He's just that sensitive. He's got beautiful sensitive fingers. Oh, Can't holding feels great for him. Oh, nice. Oh man, just I, I love that. Like you just hear him, you see him stick his little finger out, and I'm like, what are you doing, Ben? You got nut. You can't feel anything on that glove. Come on. <laughs> um. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, the other big thing in this episode is, is the romance angle. Uh, now it's like really starting to, to see the uh, kind of the appeal here. There's a big conversation, you know, when, when they're not talking about genes and stuff uh, between uh, Hikaru and, and Misa, that's, that's rather sweet ish. Um, they, they, they talk about their, their past and the history and, and Misa's relationship with, with men. Uh, she has a very funny Claudia impression, by the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> when she's talking about it, that is much worse than Robotech. She's a much worse impression of Claudia there, uh, I think. For whatever they dropped, reason, they dropped the mention of uh, demon demon Le- Misa. Like like <laughs> Rick Hunter does the horns thing, but he doesn't say demon. When, yeah, when, uh, with how strict she is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny. 
Um, which is weird because he still says, oh, I didn't hear you. And, and he, he, he's like, Oh, I don't worry about it. Even though he didn't insult her. It's yeah. a very odd choice there. I mean, what did you think about the, the romance? Uh, it's, it's budding, but I can see it's going to develop into something, uh, pretty soon. Probably. Do you uh, think- like, like she, she was giving him like those, those lovey dovey eyes, even, yeah. even if what she was saying was not quite lovey dovey, she was giving him the eyes. I saw that. Do you, do you think you'll be you'll, you'll have to choose sides on the shipping war between Min May and, and Misa pretty soon? I mean, I I am I have been on board the the Min May is not interested the whole time. So so there's gonna be no no side for me to choose. I, I just Min May is not into into Rick Slashy Car. You don't think so? Like, like not at all? like that like that. You think it's a it's a just friends thing? I think she's she's totally just friends. Maybe like even best friends that have been through some shit together, mm-hmm. but but not, you know. Like I'm 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 exaggerating it for comedic effect, but I just don't think she's she's super into him like that. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Uh, it's 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 like hard to tell for for that age. I think you know you just I I think you know um, teenagers and the way they're presented in in this media are very. Uh, they don't know how to say their feelings yet. And that might be the case for Min May, or she just doesn't care enough either way. Uh, either way, you know, she's, she's got her own fucking life. She's got, she's debuting her song, which we, we hear again over, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess neither of us mentioned that. But yeah. During, during like the last, last battle, there's a giant hologram Min May over like all the, the violence and destruction. And it's very funny. Yeah. Like over all those, uh, Valkyrie fighters getting shot down. It's just, just, uh, Min May talking about her boyfriend being a pilot or Robotech Min May about how she's so badass. Yeah. Yeah. My, her, her time to be a star. <laughs> uh, some, some other things. Uh, speaking of demon Misa, uh, there's one shot where after they meet up again with Ben Dixon and, and Max, uh, she gets like these like black eyes that look very scary. Yeah. They're supposed to be like, like she's kind of like, has her eyes like squinting in in joy or something? Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she looks those those are like Mirai from Gundam eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's weird to only have them sometimes. The thing, scary. Mm-hmm. Wonder where that uh, engineer guy is. <laughs> he's he's developing more trackball technology. <laughs> Maybe he Good. he develops Babyface. That that trackball. Oh, no, 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 not that. <laughs> um, I will no. say uh, the the overall dub performance of Robotech, I think is actually getting quite a bit stronger. I think they're, they're really starting to find their groove with these characters. Uh, I think that conversation, the very beginning where they all talk about kissing, it's very childish. I think it's very well done. Uh, Usually like the things that'll make me laugh in Robotech are like one off ridiculous lines. But here I think they, they just get the humor of the scene very well done. And they do a great job bouncing off each other. Uh, Ben, uh, Rick and and uh, Lisa there they're all like little childish kids about kissing uh, and I think it, it's really funny and really good uh, I really enjoy that whole scene it's kind uh, of a testament I actually wrote that the the uh, I have it as the Riverside scene uh, dialogue is a little bit awkward in Robotech like the, the actual conversation they're having is, is you know it's nice and cute but the actual the dialogue was a little bit stilted for me oh uh, the performances uh, no like the actual words not the performance okay but the words they had to speak. Uh, that might be true. I, I think you know, that's the script in general. 
I I wasn't super thinking about it in in, in that sense. I I, just, I I was just like watching the scene. I was like, you know, this is like genuinely funny and charming. Yeah, yeah. No, these the, the mood for the scene about. was ki- was killing. It. it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I I laughed a few times, especially his little smooch smooch noises. Uh, I I think I like I like the dialogue choice there. I think it's just a lot more explicitly childish than because um, in in, in Macross, once again they're not saying like I, I Misa does not make the accusation that oh you're only doing this just because you want to kiss me isn't it she doesn't say that she says like like oh I just don't want to do this you're I, I think this is a stupid plan that's not going to work but they, they both get like equally more and more offended at each other in Robotech I think it works well comedically a lot um, in, in general weaker script I think I think that seems great uh, I I think it's fantastic that they kept the same ringtone when uh uh milia miria was getting into her gundam yeah a little i i had that on my phone for a while and it's it's that that mecha anime like targeting lock-on sound yeah Yeah. great uh i loved it when i heard it i was like oh yes 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 uh more on that in that media scene uh i do like that in Macross, the the little uh, mech tech technician that that said her her mech was ready. In Macross, it was a woman because it's supposed to be you know the women are separate from the men. Hmm. But in, in Robotech, it was just a guy voice. It was just it's just a guy. Continuity snarl. Yeah, no good, no good. Get it out of my face. I don't need this. I just like it. Uh, I I like that. That's the reason that she launched her mech. And had to fly to a different ship to pick up the pod where the blue wind trio are because they're men uh, coming launching from a different ship where men are. I don't, okay. I don't like the way that they said I said that where, where <laughs> men are, where the real men are. I mean, let's just say it's a, it's a lady. You know, have, sometimes you just have a masculine voice. That's okay. Uh, that that was that was just a straight up males and trotty voice, like males and trotty voice B that we've heard all along. <laughs> he, he snuck on board. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. Do I have any other notes here? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I've I've one one note uh, that I think is 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 rather funny. It deserves its own little spot. So, uh, I think I mentioned last episode. I liked one of the uh, lines in, in Macross that Exodor says. Uh, I forget it exactly, but it's like what the um the the whole purpose of of conflict is like the whole purpose of life is like the the power of oh, conflict and war that sort that of was, thing. That was the note that I had written down here, and I couldn't remember why I wrote it. I said, "Haha, Lisa's dad sucks." Yeah, uh, and, and I, so <laughs> uh, they they don't say it in Robotech. Exodor does it in last episode, but this episode, um, uh, Misa quotes Exodor. And in Robotech, uh, Lisa also quotes the same general idea, uh, although in, since Exodor didn't say it, instead, he's, she says that the quote came from her dad, which yeah. is very funny. You know, my father used to have a saying that only where there is battle being waged is there life being lived. Man, <laughs> come on, come on, dad. Oof. That's a rough home environment. Oh, man, come on. Oof. Yeah. So that that must be my favorite like robotechism of, of this episode is that I think it's great. So uh, stupid. What did you think about them cutting out the the scene at the very very end where Rick is running towards the? Uh, I don't know if it's called the Nyan Nyan Cafe in Robotech. Can't remember. It's not. 
uh, it's the white dragon something. I think we, we, it was, it's in a novel. It doesn't matter. Not a canon. But yeah, he's, uh, he's running towards it. You know, he's, oh, I'm so glad to be home. Uh, I'm going to go get a hug from Minmay. It's going to be great. Not in, not in Robotech. Uh, what's, what's the last bit of that episode? It just, just shows the, the three it, doofuses on board. Uh, it just shows, it shows the, the battle pod getting picked up. Huh. And pretty much that's it, I think. Huh. I wonder, I wonder if that's like, they put it in the beginning of next episode. Yeah, that's really weird. That's like a, a very fun ending thing of, uh, uh, Hikaru running out being, being free. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, the battle pod getting picked up and then the blue wind trio in their Roman togas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all wearing fucking Roman togas for some yeah. reason. That's their spy uniform. <laughs> Next episode what, is called Blue Wind, by the way. I saw. I saw. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have to learn those guys' names by then. Uh, Rico. Uh, that's all I got. Rico. Like no Peter Rico. Marks. Rico. Oh. Like 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 Rico from Starship Troopers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, do you have any any other notes about about these two? I I think I think again they were they were fun. Um, any other impressions? Yes. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Good episode. I liked it. Uh, not much else to say. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. All right. Um, yeah. Also. Also. F- f- general. General. Final. Final thoughts. Uh, protoculture stuff is is interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see how that shakes out in, in Robotech, especially as I kind of know how more it shakes out in, in Macross stuff. Um, and we'll get more of that. And now we're going to talk about a comic book. Whoa. They, they wrote down images on a page and also words on a page at the same time. Uh, a lot of words. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not as much as the book. Uh, you know that that is true. I've 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 also read uh, comic books with more uh, speech bubbles. So uh, Robotech Covert Ops, published yes. in 1998, is that right? Yes, August 1998. It came out. So uh, well past uh, when when Robotech came out. Uh, 12, uh, which, 13 years after. Yes, uh, I have the uh, the artists and stuff here. Uh, the art and story is by Gregory Lane. So he did he did most of it. Uh, and then I'll, I'll read also edits, typesetting, and proofing by Doug Dillon. Cover colors, which I do not think looks very good. I don't think that cover coloring looks very good at all. So uh, Nathan Lum did, did did not great job, buddy, but uh, he did do it. So shout out to him. Um, uh, so I brought up to Manny. I partly because I just did not want to write a summary again for for this, uh, even though I did like it. I just, you know, it's a lot of work to do another summary. Uh, so I know in one of my uh, podcasts that I enjoy, just King things. I, I kind of hate Stephen King, so I don't listen to it as much as uh, I, I would otherwise. But uh, I, I do respect their their work, and I like their other podcasts. But they do a thing called five sentence summaries where they do the entirety of a Stephen King summary in five sentences, I think in part so that you, you're not just like spending half the podcast doing a summary. Uh, can you, can you believe that idea of spending half a podcast doing a summary, Manny? We would never do that. What nonsense. Know. Get it out of my face. <laughs> we really have the opposite approach, uh, but our, our summaries are very fun. Uh, it's a little, a little different. They're, they're more academic. 
so that that makes uh, makes sense too. And also, they they run like three hours long. I if, if my podcast is already three hours long, I would not want to do an additional half an hour summaries. Um, I also wouldn't want to talk about Stephen King books really, but that's me. Uh, so, Manny, what what's uh, what's the plot of Robotech Co- Covert Ops in uh, five you, sentences? You, uh, okay, so yeah, did you explain the framing of this? Like, you didn't, I don't think you said five sentences until the very end. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, no, well, it's, it's a five sentence summary. So, um, and what that means is that it's five sentences. Okay, so uh, yes. uh, time me, coach. Time me, coach. Ch- oh. uh, time my zen. Okay, sentence. you're at zero. All right. Uh, uh, okay, so. They, uh, the SDF one detects a uh, Zentradi base on the Saturn moon of, of Pandora. Uh, sentence break, that? sentence break. What do you, you remember all by yourself on the Saturn on the moon of Pandora? Uh, yes, I wow. specifically remember that because uh, sentence break, this doesn't count to the summary. <laughs> Saturn does not have a moon named Pandora. Okay, that's why I remembered it. <laughs> I, I, I forget sometimes you're like a surprisingly knowledgeable astrology guy. Astronomy. <laughs> You're a Leo. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. What? One, one sentence. Go on. Okay. Um, they get a mission together to go destroy the base before the base can uh, can uh, attack the SDF one. Okay. That's two. The the mission starts. They infiltrate the base to s- plant bombs. The bombs go off. This, uh, this killing, is killing for, you, need, you need to be more That's technically five. You said. Uh, <laughs> uh, just imagine a com. Okay, okay, okay. So they, try, they try, launched, try again. They launched again. their mission to destroy the enemy base. Period. That's sentence three. Okay. okay. The Zentradi base is destroyed, including Lord. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Baran. Lord Baran, uh, comma, the villain for this comic. Okay. <laughs> Period. Uh, also, uh, Rick and uh, what's her name? Minmay. Yeah. I can't believe I couldn't remember Minmay's name. It's I rough. couldn't remember easier the the one off villain from this comic. Uh, also, <laughs> Rick and Minmay go on a date, and uh, uh, Minmay's uncle sort of calls Minmay a slut. Wow, slut shaming. Yes. Um... All right, that's that's five. Uh, pretty good job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, probably could, could have cut a sentence about the base destroying. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess you didn't. You, would you rather know that the base has been destroyed, or would you rather know that uh, 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 Fokker and Claudia went on a cute date? I think you could have you could have squeezed in the, the Fokker Claudia stuff in in here. Um, yeah, yeah. So extra six sentence because it's a Manny's first time. Uh, Claudia and Fokker get into a little bit of a relationship snarl, and then they make up on a cute date. Yes, yes. Uh, very true. Um, so Manny, what what did you think of Robotech Covert Ops? Uh, it is much better than the uh, comic oh book God. we read last time. God, it is not even close, Manny. This Megastorm, is... Megastorm. Yeah, is that, that was, right. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, also this comic book uh, has some weird continuity with it because of the <laughs> the the weird uh, variation of the Valkyrie fighter that they use, a Valkyrie uh, VF one nine or something. 
I'm so yeah. mad when I saw that. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I could, you know, listener, you heard me complain about the whole thing about him, Max piloting a mysterious like VF X one uh, or nine uh, special Valkyrie that like doesn't have anything to do with anything. And here, one of the panel things is like, hey, hey, Max, uh, I th- thanks for helping test pilot that Valkyrie uh, VF nine. And I'm like, what? It's a direct continuity sequel to to Megastorm. I don't understand. And so I guess that's where that's what the point of that was is that it could lead into covert ops um, for for one panel. And as far as I know, like the capabilities of that ship do not actually become super important here. But it is it is mentioned. So good on us for reading that first. I guess. Yay! Uh, I I should ask what is what is the uh, criteria that you're using to pick these comics because. Uh, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that you and I have access to maybe 401 different uh, yeah. Robotech comics. Just a wild guess. So wh- why are you picking these? specifically? Uh, these are the ones that we have enough, we've seen enough to read, basically. Uh, most of them are, are sequels or, or rely on, on information that we do not yet have. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Than yes, I, I, I mean, yeah, because so... Um, uh, you know, well, here, so uh, you're, you're saying a little bit more. Uh, so that you, you, this is a lot better than the Megastorm. Um, this, I, I think, I think this is good. It, it's a little bit hard to say because like, you're really comparing it to to a really miserable nothing of a comic in, in Megastorm. Uh, but I, I think this is good. I think it's like a fine, fine comic. I think it uh, looks like like surprisingly very good. It's a uh, it's in a black and white. It looks close style. to the show too. Yes, yes, it looks very close to the show. Everything's on model. Uh, I think some panels look like legitimately like really really good. Uh, so some of like the the intense shading on like Zentradi's scenes, especially oh, yeah. um, like the mecha is like very well detailed. Uh, the the action scenes flow together so much better. Uh, everything it, it's a little bit hard uh, hard to read. Just it's um you know black black and white for for all of it. Um, and it's a little bit striking, but I, I still think like for the format, it's it's very um. You know, the lines are very clean and easy to parse. Uh, and, you know, they do a good job of showing emotion on, on the character's face. And there's like the big, wide, um, sh- you know, battle shots for like a whole lot of very complicated mechs. Uh, I, I think I think it looks very good. Uh, and I'm, I'm very impressed with, with that. Uh, and then like even character wise, you have like characters like actually going and then doing stuff and talking uh, that I think works, works really well. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the couple of conversations between Claudia and Lisa are pretty good. Yes, you know they, they get into a tiff and then they make up. Yes, uh, finally, funnily enough, um, you know this. Of course, I guess probably having assumed that uh, the audience would have seen all of a uh, Robotech by by now, or at least all of uh, the Macross part of Robotech. Um, but I think this is like the first time we really see Fokker and Claudia having a big interaction in all of Robotech on their little date here. Like we see like tiny little bits, um, but they have like been a big focus for for the camera. Um, in in Macross as we get, so we see that we see them go on a date. Uh, specifics don't don't super matter, but essentially Fokker uh, blows her off to do a, a military thing. Claudia gets pissed. Um, Claudia says some some truly like fucking like mean shit to to, to Lisa here. Just because she, you lost your man doesn't mean I want to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's horrible. Um, like legitimately a nightmare thing to say to 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 a friend. Yeah, it left her um, speechless. She didn't, she didn't look. Uh, yeah, like be like, listen, your your dead boyfriend is no reason for you, and, and like all, Lisa literally did nothing wrong. Okay, it's, it's like not like all she did was tell the commander of 
you know the the fighting squadron like hey there's like um there's like a big enemy base that we're gonna have to deal with that's all she did like and that's like per regulations uh with like you know the whole bridge acknowledging it and claudia was just mad about it because he's like hey listen that ruined my date uh you know to her credit she she like apologizes and misa sorry uh and lisa's like yeah claudia uh let's forget about it you did also make me think about i i guess um being uh a a lame manless woman (laughs) you did set me up for being weirdly emotional the next episode on by yeah yeah um I guess we say this that this time wise I think takes uh, also a little bit before where we are currently a few episodes prior not not too much more I think I think Rick had just joined the barracks um yeah that's uh, maybe like an episode or two before that bye bye Mars episode yeah yeah that sounds sounds right um uh yeah th- there's also uh a very funny interaction with Min May and uh, Rick you want to talk about that. Uh, the one at the park, yes, where the park. he wants to talk about how he's going on a dangerous mission that he might not come back, and yeah. Min like, "That's cool. I'm going back to the restaurant. Bye." <laughs> um, she's mean. She she says like specifically, "You're being a really grumpy Gus right now." <laughs> those those exact words. Yeah, like, why don't you care about my birthday that's coming up? Um, that's brutal. more important. Yeah, uh, grumpy Gus. So uh, one of the side plots is that there's two characters uh that don't matter they get captured by Zentradi and one of them is brutally killed in a very funny way actually it, it, kind of a you almost see this in a comedy show where one of them is like picked up by the Zentradi and so he's like you will tell me about about your ship or else I will kill your friend and the friend's like listen listen I don't want to die just tell him just tell him and the guy's like you can kill him you know you know what you signed up for man just squeeze him like a tomato yeah, and he does. He gets, he gets fucking he gets fucking murdered. Just squeezes yep. them out and kills them. Uh, and it, I feel like it's a slow process too, because like you hear the squeeze, and then like in the next scene, like the guy's just on the ground bleeding. It's like, oh, I can't take much more. And then uh, maybe like an interrogation later, uh, when Rick arrives to, to to rescue him, like the guy's just dead, uh, having been probably squeezed three or four times. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, rough, rougher. I mean, yeah, the, the main guy got apparently a broken rib from the squeezing too. Um, I, I I do think it's funny that uh, Claudia says like, "Hey, Carl is actually uh, um, Lisa's boyfriend on Mars. Carl is probably still alive. Uh, I don't think he's alive. I think he's fucking dead. <laughs> no, yeah. no, he, uh, yeah, he's 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 ghosting around in Mars right now. He's a wasn't there, wasn't there a movie Ghost on Mars or something? Uh, yeah, Ghost of Mars. I think it was like a Disney thing. There you go. That's him. That's, that was it's about her boyfriend. Uh, there's also a little bit of romance between uh, Rick and and Lisa. Uh, Lisa's still feeling really bad about Claudia <laughs> saying those nightmarishly horrible things to her. And Rick goes up and they have a little conversation. She's like, oh, I wonder why she's not yelling at me. She usually would. And then Lisa thinks to herself, hmm, maybe, maybe he's could be my BF. No, probably not. Oh no, that can't yeah. be. Yeah. Um I guess those are the big thing. Uh Minmay's kind of like her outfit is like bimbo moded this episode. She's got like really thick comic book like lipstick on in a way that feels very weird for her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh she's uh, got those like super short uh jean shorts. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, might might call them booty shorts. Yeah. Uh, yes, you got them the booty shorts on. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of the the last last thing there. Uh, I, I wanted to mention. Uh, I, did, I did like it a lot. I think it's a good you know a lot, a lot of like I think everyone's in in character. Um, is that funny bit with with the the uncle? I could you could you I guess I, uh, you actually explain that joke. What uh, the uncle said the thing you sent me. Oh yeah yeah so so uh, Rick shows up to to go have a hangout with Min May, uh, and uh, the uncle tells, goes hey. Minmay, you got another one here for you. Which, you know, just speaks volumes all by itself. Yeah. Just a lot, uh, a lot of dudes. I mean, it's, it's then, about uh, Minmay being, um, you know, uh, a lavicious woman. And more yes. just like, there's a billion dudes coming after her. And she's probably friends with all of them. Yeah. yeah. yeah just, uh, one more where, when they're leaving the restaurant, the uncle goes, don't be late this time. <laughs> To, to which you get a thought bubble from from Rick saying, "This time?" Question mark. We going out with her her girlfriends, the ones that um, Fokker made weird the other episode when yeah. he told her that put her hands uh, on her shoulders. Come on, yeah, yeah, weird. Um, yeah, uh, overall, great, great comment. I feel really, really positive on it. So shout out for that. I'm happy. Yeah, happy we're in uh, it. overall, we had uh, we had good times all around this episode. Yes, yes, good, good times there. Uh, do, you, do you also? Uh, I don't think you really commented. Do you also like the way it looked? What do you think about the the art style? Uh, I think I think it's like you said. Uh, it's true. Well, I think I said that it's true to the anime, which is more than can be said for the the last one that we read, Ultra uh, Megastorm, which okay. was I, in a lot of places ugly. Uh, I think some of the mega signs were cool, but in a lot of places it was ugly. This one, the simplicity of the the you know just keeping it black and white. Uh, aside from some super busy panels, like like some some paved uh, sidewalks or something, uh, whenever there's not a lot going on, I think th- this comic manages to look really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, mech designs, uh, backgrounds, characters, you know, action. It, they, it really conveys action pretty good uh, a lot of the times. There's some of the busy panels where I'm like, oh, what's what's going on here? Uh, which is which is kind of a uh, a lot of the second half of the second comic, but aside from that, you know, it's it's really good, easy to follow, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, look, it's it's two it's two issues. You know, I, I think if you're if you're interested in this, uh, or if you're listening to this and you're you're interested in it, I think it's worth a read. You know, go on go online your weird comic retailer of choice, and it's like. It's going to take you ten minutes to read through both of them, most likely, and, and you'll be like, "Oh, that's cool, yeah, nice, nice little bits." Uh, once I, I do like, we have yet another completely worthless uh, Zentradi monster, the weak guy that blows up. Uh, he even name drops Chiron. Like, yeah, totally uh, a better. He puts under he's put under Chiron's command, but then like Chiron does not appear, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, but do, Bulldoza, what is it called here? Just Doza. Yeah, just also he does appear. He like you know get a little sneak peek uh, if you're reading the comic along with uh, watching the the show. But the, it's, it's setting up like just hey, interrogate these guys. So so we know why he wants to interrogate him later because he didn't get any info here when he captured <laughs> this guy. He was he was he was so mad about the Jolly Green Giants quote that it isn't here by the way. I, I double checked one of the guys says, "Are you Jolly Green Giants and go to hell?" 
Um, <laughs> <Which is> great. <laughs> one of the prisoners says that. Yeah, yeah. One of the the prisoners says that. Uh, the one that uh, lets his, his friend die because he made yeah. an oath. Look, man, I'm not going to betray humanity or whatever he said. Yeah. Also, shout out to the guy named Hanson who looks like a freaking creep. That's the guy that you sent me a a screenshot of? Yeah, Yeah, he's got quattro glasses and like a big fake wig and he dies unceremoniously. I feel like like that's like Star Trek The Motion Picture McCoy, but with (laughs) quattro glasses and and a big old wig on. Well, now you just made him sound cool. That's all the things I like. But right, he's well, pretending. Think... He's pretending. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a faker. Um, but you know who's not fakers? Shit. Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Uh, it's, in Sonic Adventure 2, they, they have like a whole thing about who's a faker or not between Sonic and Shadow. I found you, faker. Faker. I think you're the fake hedgehog around here. Uh, who turns out to be the fake? I mean, I guess Shadow, because he, he's, he's a copy of, of Sonic. Like genetically, but they're like different colors. I mean, look, they they put a little bit of dye into the the DNA mix. You know, oh, this, okay. it, it's my clone. Yeah, my like chemical X, like spilled over. I get you. Yeah, you put more edge into them. Put some razor blades. Put some some. Uh, uh, I was gonna say ACDC, some, but it's definitely not the. I was, I was gonna say like a Lincoln Park album. Just yeah, yeah, like Link, Lincoln Park. Put some Lincoln Park albums in there to make Shadow the way he is. Anyway, um, well, yeah, good, good episode in comic. Next time we will not have a comic. Uh, we will have episode 13, Blue Wind, of Macross and Robotech, and I'll be quite excited for that. Me and Manny, both big Blue Wind fans over here. Uh, who? I, I don't know who that is. That Manny or Blue Wind? Which person? Uh, Blue Wind? What is that? I've never That's heard of a trio of the oh, guys. Oh, Blue Wind. Different. I get yeah. it. Oh, okay, I, I see. Yeah, sorry. Uh, blue, the, I, I mispronounced it. Did not not say it correctly. Uh, then again, next episode, see, see you there, a listener. And remember, I love you. You love me. Do You Remember Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collin.